Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, hello for episode 174 on the New Truth Podcast, Why He Won't Commit, another one of those most Googled dating and relationship advice. And we have talked a lot before about how to attract a commitment-ready man, so check out that episode. And this is really the episode for all of you that are left wondering if there's something wrong with you or if you just keep attracting people who are not ready to commit and those of you that really want to understand men, right, that are spending all of your time Googling, you know, avoidant attachment and divorced men and analyzing and obsessing what must be going on in their world. And I really wanted to do this one because there's something I am deeply passionate about. And that is that I want women to stop taking everything fucking personally. Mm-hmm. That the thing that is going to kill you, the thing that is already killing you around dating and relationship is telling yourself that if only I were better, different, prettier, skinnier, richer, smarter, whatever, then he would commit to me because I'm sick of living in a culture where women think that it's their job to become someone they're not in order to attract a man and that their worth is dependent on having a man. And knowing we were going to talk about this topic, I thought about one of like truly like I am having the greatest sex of my life with my husband. However, there was a man (laughs) named named Benny, Mr. Benny, where it was so fun. Like it was so fun. It was early in my sobriety. I met him in sobriety and we had so much fun together. And truly, we all we were doing is having sex. But of course, what was true for me is I wanted to date him, right? Like I wanted to be in relationship with him. I was having so much fun. We got along great. We were both sober. It was like this big fantasy, of course. And I remember needing how we stopped is because I said to him, I have to stop sleeping with you if you're not going to date me. Like, I can't do this. Like, this is hurting me. And so he he said, yeah, I don't want to date you. So he stopped. He did respect that. And I ran into him a couple months later and he told me he was in a relationship with someone else. And I remember not while we were dating, but like I met him and months later he had like, he's now was in a relationship. And I remember falling apart that day, right? Like my mind spinning like crazy. Like it was me. It was just something wrong with me. Ah. Um, and why I wanted to share this and why I want to talk about this topic is because this was actually one of the most powerful moments of my life where I chose in that moment to say, okay, Catherine, 
You can either do this to yourself right now and tell yourself that you weren't enough and that's why he didn't commit to you. Or you can zoom out, which is the most important thing. And you talk about this all the time around visionary and, and not getting caught up in the little things to zoom out and say, he served like that, that experience was so fun and important for me. And I don't want someone who doesn't want to commit to me. And it wasn't personal. It was just timing, right? It just was how our, like now we're in the soulmate conversation, like how our souls are meant to come together at that time. Like the true new paradigm is not taking everything personally and not filtering everything through whether or not it works out or not. Because that day I felt all that pain and it was from, he didn't choose me. Right. Like that was it. Like I left, I walked away. We ran into him on the street. I walked away, like feeling like I was going to die. The pain was like so immense. And I, and, and later that day, I just said, this is it. I'm not living like this anymore. And guess what? You actually can make that choice. You can decide to not give into your pain anymore. You can decide that you're not going to be upset about not being chosen. And you can decide to heal your heart so you don't walk through the world taking everything personally. Then I'm going to go into the reasons why men don't commit. But that's what I wanted to start with. That the first thing you must do in order to thrive and feel empowered around dating is stop taking everything personally and stop thinking that you have to be someone else in order to have a man commit to you. So that's where I want to start with this. Bam. Yes. All of the above. Um, yeah. I just think like it's all about when you're dating or in relationships from trying to control the outcome, it's your saboteur. It's your ego. It's the part of you that's that feels just like you said, that's internalizing their behavior, their choices, making it mean something about you. But it's simply just the energy. Like when it's aligned, this is for friendships too, for jobs, yeah. for everything in your life. When something's aligned and it's right for you, you don't have to control it. So if you're spending your time trying to control love and trying to control when, when love shows up or trying to control the person that you really, really like, and I, oh my God, I used to, I'm dating back to high school. I had this crush on this guy and I'm not even going to say his name just in case someone knows him. His name is Ryan. I won't say his last name. Um, but I had this m massive crush on this guy to the point where I stalked him. I knew his, I, I don't even know how I got his schedule, but I figured out his schedule and I stalked him and I planned to walk down the halls at the same time as him. And I was obsessed with him and had the, him on the biggest pedestal for like two years. Mm -hmm. And then we became friends later and in our early twenties, we one day ended up hanging out watching a movie and he made out with me and it was literally the worst kiss of my life. It was so <laughs> disgusting. And there was absolutely nothing there. Like it was completely a fantasy, but I remember at the time how badly I wanted to control mm -hmm. it and make him mine. And I would write, I mean, okay, this is high school. So it was like really over the top obsession, <laughs> like crazy, but I would write his name everywhere. And I would, and I would fantasize about our lives together. And of course this happened many, many times in the, my fantasy addict controller years. But when anything is right for you. You don't have to control it. You don't have to sit there and like make a vision board and write out your perfect ideal relationship and sit on your meditation mat and think about it and, and put it out there into the universe. You don't have to, you know, that's the spiritual new modern day version. You don't have to, you know, go on 10 million dates and try and 
suss it out to find the right guy. You don't have to chase the guy who keeps leaving you breadcrumbs and, you know, eating the breadcrumbs and hoping that one day, you know, if you just, like you said, lose 10 pounds, or if you just, if you become more confident or this, that, the other, then he'll see you, then he'll want to be with you. Or if you just changed your patterns, I've heard that a lot lately too. You know, I really, really want to be with him. Maybe if I just change my patterns and like the reality, oh my gosh, okay, I'm seeing a rainbow out my window right now. I have to speak to this. I'm in Corfu. I'm on the island, Greek island of Corfu. And this is the third rainbow I've seen today the third, and it's right above the, mm. above the buildings outside. So the universe is smiling down on us and <laughs> agreeing with everything we're saying here. You don't have to control life. Like to me, what the rainbow represents is life is magical. And there's so much here for you to experience. And we've talked about this many times, but you might not be meant for one relationship that's for a long time now. And maybe one day you'll fall into a relationship that will be for a long time. Maybe you're meant to have three more short ones before you have a long one. Maybe you're meant to have a long one and then a few short ones. You have no idea the configuration of what's coming. And you don't need to know. You don't have to control because every relationship you have is part of the experience that you're meant to have in your life and your soul's evolution. But when we're trying to control reality, we we end up suffering miserably like how good does it feel to try and chase someone that's not there or try and make someone commit who doesn't want to like that's self-abuse that feels fucking terrible and you don't have to when someone is aligned like keep your attention on yourself and your life and your reality and you know building a life that feels good for you and building a deeper relationship with yourself and be that woman who walks through the world. And when you are and you attract people into your life, the right ones will stick. You have nothing to prove. You have nothing to force. You have nothing to control. The right person for you will, will show up and they'll stick around and they'll be consistent with their communication. And you won't be confused or there won't be gray areas, right? Do you have patterns to clean up? Probably. You know, it doesn't mean there's no work involved, building a relationship with yourself is, is not a minor feat. Um, and there, there's so much for you to experience when you shift your attention away from trying to get something from someone else. Like what a waste of your life. And we've all done it, but it's a waste. What, what is the least likely person who would be psyched about being in a relationship with someone who's trying to control them? Right? Like, like there, and it's interesting what, what is really tough about dating advice is most people are operating like children. So if you are a child who doesn't feel good enough and is full of shame and hasn't grown up because you haven't done any work on yourself, dating advice will feel like telling you, you, you have to change right? Like feel like you're not enough. And if you only did this, then you'd get him to want to be with you. But adults, right? This I think is the most important work of all growing up. Adults can look from and have a growth mindset of like, where are the edges of responsibility and maturity that I need to step into? Because once, like when I think of Benny, once I really took a look at that, I was like, was I relationship material? No. I was like two years sober. I was a mess. I like was never being on. I mean, it took months of sleeping with him for me to be like, so I kind of want to, I want a relationship and I can't keep sleeping with you. But like, I had been sleeping with him for months. Like he had every reason to believe that what, how I was behaving was in alignment with what I said I wanted. And so this, like I, there's the elements of 
am I behaving in such a way? And this, this is accountable. This is not about shaming. This is not about being enough. This is, am I behaving like an adult? Am I behaving like someone a man would actually want to be around and commit to? But if I'm behaving judgmental, if I'm controlling everything that he's doing, if every five minutes I'm asking him, where's my ring? And I want a baby and I want a house. Like you're using him. Why would he want to give those things to you? Like we, like we've said this so many times before the objectification of men, like women are objectified for their body and men are objectified for their money, actually <laughs> their, their money and their love. And so the, the truth of it not being personal is not, oh, I'm not enough, right? Benny didn't choose me because I'm not enough. It was Benny didn't choose me because we weren't compatible for relationship. Like that's a fact. And so the reality that when you stop taking everything personally, which is a child mindset, by the way, if you constantly do that, that's one major sign that your inner child is running your love life. But I want to give the list of reality of why men don't commit. It is possible for men to not be ready. How about that? He's not ready, period, right? Meaning he doesn't want to do the work on himself. He's fresh out of a divorce. He doesn't want to actually grow to be capable of having a relationship because he's perfectly fine having short-term relationships and just sleeping around and having no accountability for intimacy. He might have so much wounding that relationship is unbearable, right? He might be you know, prioritizing other things. How about that? Maybe he doesn't want to commit to a relationship because he doesn't think a relationship is all that important for himself and his life and his work is important or his freedom is most important. Like, I want you to feel this to know, like there can be a million reasons why men don't commit and it doesn't have to do with you not being enough. And you don't have to become more of anything to have some man change his freaking mind so that he wants to be with you. Because here's the second piece that I want to say. I I've said this so many times, right? My story was every guy I went out with broke up with me, right? Every boyfriend I've ever had has broken up with me and they've all broken up with me by saying, I just don't love you anymore, except Jamie. But Jamie didn't love me. Jamie just wanted me to be around. <laughs> so, but we, we, you know, we broke up and the first piece and it's interesting, Kate and I were just talking about this today around image of yourself, right? Self-identity and the way you hold yourself in the world I had to do the work to believe that I was a woman worth committing to, that I was a woman who was lovable, that I was a woman who had something to offer relationally, not because I was a good girl or a good mother or a great girlfriend, because I would do all these things for you, but because I was Catherine. And of course I was a wonderful person to be around. And I had done the maturity work to actually be capable of having an adult partnership. That is why meeting my husband who proposed within nine months with someone who was very certain of me. And in my experience, I've had, I've had a bunch of clients reaching out to me lately, old clients, right? Clients who worked with like five years ago who are, I mean, I have, I have one client who actually just got married and I worked with her five years ago. Um, and she's been with him for five years. They're about to get married in Italy on the same uh, date as me and Andrew. Um, but this, like they meet people who are ready because they're not chasing people who are not. They're not trying to convince someone who's not. And that's alignment. Alignment is when you're both on the same freaking page about what you want. There's no alignment if he doesn't want to commit and you want him to, right? Me and Benny, I want to commit. He doesn't want to. Okay, we're not aligned then. <laughs> that's not a game or a challenge to now, you know, participate in. 
but I want you to think to yourself like, wow, what's the story I'm telling about myself, right? I was telling the story all the time. I'm a woman that every guy breaks up with rather than I'm a woman that men are excited to be around and I'm a woman that men commit to, and I'm a woman that deserves to be adored, right? That's identity. That's seeing yourself as, as valuable. It's not some game. This is the, um, the heroin work, right? Like connecting with the part of you that is not of your wounding and your patterns, but the truth of who you are. And you actually have that choice. And I think that's where a lot of people don't want to step into. They don't want to believe that they actually are responsible for their experience. Cause that's the like catch 22, like that there are men who are not ready. And am I walking through the world with the identity and the trust and the image of myself that I'm someone worth committing to? So that's, that's it for me on that. <laughs> yes. Yes. So good. All of that. And I was just thinking, um, you know, first off checking, remembering that there's two, two aspects of you, right? There's like you said, the inner wounded inner child that's, that's in cahoots with your saboteur and those archetypes that play out. And then there's your, your soul, your truth. Your Alethea, your heroine. We have many names for it, but like the truth of who you are, the core of who you are. Most women are operating from their patterns. So I want you to imagine. So there's the old paradigm of love, and then there's the new paradigm that Catherine and I are stand for. And in the old paradigm of love, it's actually all about the timeline. So is that where your focus is? Is this a logical process for you? Are you in your head and you're like, oh, wait, he's not proposing. He hasn't asked me to move in. He hasn't said, I love you. He hasn't, what he hasn't, we haven't done the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Are you out there? How much time have you actually spent in the experience, in your body, in your, in, in the experience, in the dates, in your relationship, noticing how you feel, noticing how it feels to be with him or her being like the new paradigm is like a deepening and, it, and I'm experiencing it right now. It's so beautiful. It's like the timeline's going to naturally and organically unfold. But what matters is, am I actually allowing myself to fully be here in this experience? But because most women are operating from that wounded young part of themselves, they're trying to chase the timeline. They're like, okay, wait, once I get that next thing, then I'll feel good. If I get that commitment from him, if he just tells me he only wants to date me, then I can relax. And then guess what? Nope. You'll relax for a week. You'll relax for a month. And then what? It'll be the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And your, your saboteur and that little girl inside will never stop chasing the next thing to feel worthy enough. And then one day you'll be married with kids in a picket fence and you still won't feel worthy. Empty. And then you'll be like Elizabeth Gilbert in Eat, Pray, Love and be like, what the fuck? I have the life, but I feel empty inside. Or I don't know myself or I feel you know, miserable. Or this was the wrong person because or I this fucking is a, forced I'm married it. to a serial killer, a sociopath, or the Tinder swindler. Exactly. So it's like that timeline is not the fucking answer. Like if you are dating from logic and your head and, and where you think you're supposed to be, you're missing the mark, right? The, the, the dating from your heroine, from your soul self is about deepening into the experience. So I'll ask you this, how committed are you to yourself? Yes. How devoted are you to yourself? If you want someone else to commit to you, if, if even that's your focus, because I think with, with, with the experience I'm having right now in my relationship, it's like never been a thought. Like, is he going to commit? We just are. And we just, it's consistent. It's aligned. There's no like, oh, where's this going? Or like, oh, is he going to commit? It, we just are committed and we're just showing up consistently and it feels really amazing. And both of us are on our own paths, but really love being together. And it's this beautiful deepening. 
because we're both devoted to ourselves. We're both committed to ourselves. So even this question, like, how do I get him to commit? Or what, what was the name of the, why, he why won't. won't he commit? Why won't he commit? It's like, if that's where your focus is, chances are you're in your patterns. Chances are you're not devoted and committed to yourself because when you are, you will attract alignment in your life. Like that's, that's the difference. You'll attract someone. And yes, that, that also, you know, might involve conversations like, being honest about what's true for you. If you're 38 years old and you're devoted to being a mom and you're certain that that's something you want to experience, speak, be honest about it. Be honest about what you desire and not willing to sacrifice and squish your truth in order to not scare someone away. But, but, you know, letting go of that timeline. And if that's where your focus is, probably there's some deeper healing that needs to occur so that you can learn how to date from being in the experience and allowing allowing yourself to to experience the depth and the richness and the the beauty but also the self-awareness that comes from this kind of relationship the growth the the then it becomes a practice like when you're devoted to your own self and to learning about yourself and to meeting parts of yourself now dating and relationships are just a practice they're less about a result and more about the experience. And guess what? The saboteur is often like, oh no, but then what if I never get the things I want if I'm just leaning into the experience and not attached to the result? That stuff works itself out organically. Like it's gonna, the timeline will move on when you are devoted to you. This is so, that was so good because I'm thinking about how if your focus is on getting a commitment and and I've spoken to this 20,000 times, right? your focus is on commitment or just getting the things that you think you want a wedding and a ring. You're never paying attention to what's actually happening, right? Like yeah. the experience you're exactly. actually happening. Cause I'm thinking of one of the most powerful sessions I had with one of my mentors was in the midst of when I'm doing all this shit with Jamie, right. On again, off again, whatever. And she literally goes to me, okay, Catherine, close your eyes. He walks into the room and he says, will you marry me? What's your answer? And I, I could feel the no in my body. Like, oh my God, like the answer is no, it's not actually what I want, but I was desperately trying to get him to commit to me as my boyfriend, but I was like freaking out inside. So like I, you know, to amplify what Kate just said, being present with the experience does not mean you're giving up that you want a relationship or maybe you want to get married or you want a baby or you want to move somewhere else but it's that you're paying attention to how you're actually treated. You're paying attention to how you feel. You're paying attention to who that person actually is, right? Yes. Back to the objectifying men. You can't see a man if all you care about is getting your survival security needs met. You are using him. And who wants to commit to that, right? Guess what? The men, this is the dangerous thing. The men that are happy to commit to women to just get their survival needs met are narcissistic men who are happy to control you, who are happy to be responsible for all the finances because it means you're disempowered by not having your own, who are happy to constantly tell you what you should do and what you should wear and how to take care of the kids so they won't take care of the kids with you. So then you'll be a really, hate to break it to you, not a great mother because you're going to get all of your emotional needs met from your kids and that's not your kid's job. But I want you to be really clear. There are men who will commit and are toxic men. (laughs) And so if like, I wanted to offer this episode because it's about learning how to see men as sovereign individuals unto themselves. And that the only kind of healthy relationship can be two autonomous people. 
And women who are obsessed with getting a commitment absolutely marry the wrong person, absolutely have children with the wrong person, which I can't actually imagine and breaks my heart every single day. It always did, but now especially having a child and how much it requires two fucking people to be on the same page and, and helping and, and for my own mental health to have a loving partner, like I, it breaks my heart, but anyway, sidetracked, um, really important to understand that if you're dating from trying to get your survival needs, right. Security, you want a man with lots of money. You want a man with a private plane. This is a new thing. Um, you want, you just want someone who wants a baby immediately, right. You're using him you are not actually available for partnership because available for partnership is someone who knows how to be a partner. And so the takeaway for me today is learning how to say, okay, be commit to your, committed to yourself. What are you committed to how you're going to, what you're going to tolerate in your life and how you want to feel and maybe commit to learning how to be empathetic toward men, maybe commit to doing your own healing, not so that you have a relationship, but so that you can walk through the world happy and at peace so that you don't just sign on to Instagram and immediately compare yourself to everyone else's life because you're too busy living your own to worry about what other people are doing. So that was so perfect to, to remember to bring up that like chasing the commitment is actually part of the problem. And that the men, you know, like love bombing narcissistic men actually want to commit very fast right? Please go see all of our episodes around love bombing, right? Like the men who are happy to commit fast are toxic men, are dangerous men and will want to control you. And the amount of women, I mean, Kate and I, every fucking day are talking to women who are either in a narcissistic relationship or getting out of it. I dream of a world where this is no longer the norm, but right now, since women are set up to be so disempowered and to focus only on getting the things, the commitment, the ring, rather than how they're actually treated and how they feel, that's how we have this problem in our society. So there are men who won't commit because there's that's just where they are in their life. That's what I want you to know. That has nothing to do with you not being enough or worthy enough. And I want you to see yourself, if a relationship is what you want, I want you to see yourself as someone who is able to be a partner because you are not able to be a partner if you're behaving like a little girl. You are not able to be a partner if you're a self-sacrificer or a fantasy addict or a controller or an isolator or what am I missing? Shapeshifter. Shapeshifter. You're not available. <laughs> Like if you are behaving like that, you are not capable of being a partner. And so the work is learning how to become the lover that's available for love. Yes, yes, yes. All of that. And when you're not devoted to yourself and committed to yourself, you're not going to know what energetically what it feels like when you are devoted and committed to yourself you will know what healthy, what a healthy man feels like, what a healthy partnership feels like, what healthy relating and dating and friendships feel like when you're, when you're committed to yourself. And yeah, I want to circle back to nothing is personal. It's not about you. However, you play a part in these dynamics and the toxic thing, it's such an important piece to end with because it is, I'm, I, I think like 70% of my clients, at least women I work with have been in abuse, emotionally abusive relationships, toxic relationships, but it's because of the old paradigm. And it's because of the fantasy addict mixed with the self-sacrifice or mixed with the controller, the controller fantasy addicts trying to have the perfect life 
and show on paper that they've got all the things they think they're supposed to have to feel good enough. Like if I have the commitment, if he gives me all these things, then I'll feel safe. You'll never feel safe. Never. If you're chasing those things to feel safe, to feel like, oh, you've got him. Do you know affairs are very common? You know, you're not ever going to that. Those things aren't going to make you actually feel safe. That's the illusion. And so if you're chasing these things to feel safe inside of yourself, to feel like your relationships locked down, it's never locked down. And like, that's the wrong focus. That means your patterns are in charge. And and that's why women end up in these incredibly painful, toxic relationships. And in many cases, end up having kids with them. And now you're tied to that person for life. That's a lifelong contract with someone who, you know, is all of these things. So that you talked about controlling and emotionally abusive, all of those things. So it's not personal. Someone doesn't commit. They're not aligned for you, period. If you're not, you know, if you're, you're desiring a different style of life than your partner, they're not aligned for you, but where are you showing up from, from within yourself? That's always what it comes down to. Um, so check in with yourself, check in with what part of you is leading. We love you. And if you know a woman who needs to hear this episode, spread the word, share it with her, and we'll see you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.